This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Well, hello, my Let's Keep It Real people. Today's awesome, inspiring podcast guest is Patricia Eltich. Hopefully I got her name right, because you know me, people. I'm not that great with the last names, but she'll let us know. I do have Patricia right, but before we introduce her, <laughs> let me tell you a little bit about her. Patricia, by the way, this is her first podcast, so I'm very honored, has been a dream analyst for over 25 years. Woo-woo! Her new book... The Dream Class, which I was reading online. Oh my goodness, there's so much. You got to get the book. First of all, there's so much information in it. We're going to just scratch the surface today. You know what they say? Tickle your fancy, wet your whistle. But, you know, it's definitely, you're going to love it. And she breaks it down just beautifully. Um, but anyhow, the book is a breakthrough from traditional, I can vouch for that, dream interpretation. Her unique dream analyst techniques and gifts have attracted global celebrities, business leaders, and it just, and you know, everyone else in between. So she's got it going on over there. And believe me, even though she hasn't done podcasts, she's been on TV and film and everything else. So, and she's in California and I'm so jealous. Patricia, how are you? I'm great. It's a great day to be alive. Isn't it? It's a great day to be alive. What a, what a great attitude. So, you know, Patricia, how I found you, do you know Dan Schneider? Not personally, oh. only by phone, not in, not in person, but yes, by phone. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, he's here in New York City and yes. I call him the great connector. You know what I mean? He's always oh. like, oh, you got to meet this person. You got to meet this person. You got to meet this person. So, you were one of the hit lists. And, you know, he goes out to California a lot. I'm not sure exactly where he lives, but he does. He is out there half the time. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> He'll be here soon, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially with this weather. I'm sure he's going to be on a plane. I mean, it is so freaking human here. I can't even tell you. But I want to dive right into it because, you know, I did go through your book. I mean, obviously, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot to cover. And I just want to highlight a few points because I know everybody's going to be running out to get this book because it's fascinating. Yeah, this book has so meaty that I suggest that people read it one chapter at a time and sometimes just one segment of a chapter at a time to digest it. I agree. I agree because there's just so much in it, so much, so much in it. And it's like one of those things that you can keep going back and re I call it refer to it. Like it's not a book like, oh, I read that book. You know what I mean? It's a reference guide. Yeah. It is absolutely can be used ongoing for your life to yeah. refer to. It's a great reference book and to share with others too. I agree. I agree. And it's you know, even like, I don't know, like I wrote a book and it's the same thing. Train your head by will follow. And it's like a 90 day guidebook, but it's not like you go through it once and you get it. You know, you constantly are picking it up. So I call them guidebooks. That's what I call them. Yes. Yeah. It's something you use. It's a, it's a tool. Yeah. 
So let's just talk a little bit because I, you know, as I was going through your book, there's some points that I want to highlight. And I talk, I always talk to like people to get what kind of questions they want to ask um, to make sure like, you know, what are they curious about? Like, what do they want to hear from you? And when I was going through your book, the one thing that stuck out to me is you mentioned a lot about a Dr. Pat Allen. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, Dr. Pat Allen uh, has been my mentor for over 25 years, and she's a world-renowned psychotherapist and a PhD, and uh, she's internationally known, has written several books herself, but she and I wanted to dissect the and a transactional analyst, and she's a cognitive behavioral therapist and an addiction specialist. But when it came to the dream stuff, she and I wanted to work out a system that could be shared with the populace, regular everyday people, and not just for therapists. So we, we, she and I did workshops for many years and uh, dream interpretation Mm-hmm. for therapists and coaches. And then we decided when we did the weekend retreats that were for anybody, we do a dream segment and then we started morphing it so anyone could utilize the tools that we were distilling from the uh, original people who were working on Freud and Jung and yeah, yeah. Zipsky. And, and so we, and the ancients too, we brought in ancient cultural segments as well. And uh, th- we wanted it for the lay person. So that's the thing. Like when you were saying um, at the beginning, it's not the traditional way of dream interpretation. Like, how did she discover that? Like, that's what I'm like fascinated about. Like, how do you know, like, that's what, like a dog means this, this means this. Well, it's not exactly like that because it's very personal too. We, we talk about it in terms of uh, the individual. That's what's important about our work. It's not a dog exactly means this to every person. I, I refer to that in my book that uh, a dog can mean Yes, a dog is is a masculine image and things that to do with the masculine side of life, which is uh, work, money, uh, things that are the masculine side of life representation. But a dog can be a scary image to some people if they're afraid of dogs. Somebody else might love dogs yeah. and a dog is a friendly image to them. Oh, good point. Uh, so, good point. Yeah. So, so that's why we have to, it's not uh, uh, across the board in every aspect. So we really take the individual uh, into consideration. Yeah, I, I love that. You're right. You're right. I didn't even think of that. Right. You could have a cat in your dream. And I know people that are scared to death of cats. Scared of cats, allergic to cats. Yeah. Uh, if someone has a cat in their dream who has allergies and it gives them asthma, well, if their cat comes into their dream, it might be something that's uh, trying to uh, tell them that there's something toxic uh, in the, the toxic feelings in their life because uh, cats represent the feminine side of life. So to that person, it could mean a toxic feeling that they're harboring. Gotcha. 
but somebody else who doesn't have that, it's going to, so we talk to the individual. The, The dreams are just almost like the door opening for the dream reader to uh, help the person um, allow their unconscious to surface. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So when you like reading the book, I mean, Mm -hmm. that can help a lot. Like, like you said, I mean, it can give you a lot of insight, but Mm -hmm. having someone work with you is definitely a step up. Yes, the people I've been working with, let's say if I've been working with somebody three or four years, I watch their progress so amazing how they become, first of all, they they learn to become better dreamers and remembering their dreams. We teach how to remember your dreams. That's an art in itself. Yeah. And, and then I watch how I listen, how they become deeper in their in their own insights because that's the whole point of this book is to help people grow and become more aware themselves and not ultimately to always depend on somebody else although the dream reader does help them discover their yeah. own yeah hidden gems yeah and I, I think that's a good point. There's a difference between having mentors and guides and counselors and people that, you know, are skilled. Like I, this was tough for me, Patricia, like realizing, you know, you can't do it on your own. You don't, and you don't need to, there's a difference between, Oh, I don't want to be dependent on a person. And they well, have, we have teach. Yeah. We have teachers and, yeah. and, and gurus and guides and yeah. counselors. There are people who can show you the way so yeah. that's what I'm here to do. And this book is supposed to encourage people to say, oh, I can learn something here. There's some. There's more to know. There's more yeah. to know uh, about me, meaning the, the, the yeah. oneself. And that's um, one of my, uh, my, my the subtitle of the book, uh, The Dream Class, is Know Your Dreams, Know Yourself. You... Learn to know yourself better. See, that's that's the beauty of it. And so the thing is, there is a reason we dream, which makes sense. Like, but let's start is at the beginning because I don't want to go through obviously every chapter, but it's I, I love <laughs> the way it's broken down. But yes. I think like because there's a lot of different areas here, and when they get the book, they can do it. But I do just want you. To, let's just even the first. Let's start with the first one. What is a dream? Let's just get that out there. <laughs> what I know is it's a, a big topic, but, <laughs> but just a well, little bit. Our, our dreams are uh, uh, insights to our unconscious. They're messages that, that are trying to surface that our deepest inner voices already know yeah so they're trying to surface in a way that we can accept them if we understand them so they come in 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 symbols because we are able to accept that in a way oh it's just a dream oh this is a dream so when people start accepting the symbols that are rising up 
and appearing and then learning what they are. Yeah. You're, um, you're opening up, um, you're opening up the unconscious messages that, that are coming to you for your personal growth. That's amazing. And you're right. It's not like, oh, it's just a dream. It's just a dream. And I love that. And you also say there is no bad dream. There are no bad dreams. All dreams wish us well. And that's why they—that's why they're there. They're distilling what's going on in our lives and our pasts and our fears or anxieties of the future. Mm-hmm. Distilling our feelings and our thoughts into images. Gotcha. All right. Say that again about the fears and anxieties. Like say that just one more time. Cause I got, I got some of it, Patricia. <laughs> a, a distillation of uh, the dreams are, are, are a distillation of our thoughts and feelings and, 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 and uh, of the past, the present and potentially Fears and anxieties of the future. Gotcha. So the difference is when people have a scary dream, this was the big thing that I got out of from reading the book. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing at all. It's a good thing. It means you're finally starting to be ready to uh, cope with something or learn how to cope with something that uh, you're ready to resolve. You're becoming ready to resolve. If it's coming to you in scary images, there are things that can still be resolved in your life that haven't been resolved. That's way cool, right? (laughs) It is. So now how long have you been waking up in the morning and analyzing your dreams? (laughs) <laughs> over 25 years. So you've been doing it the same thing, 25 years. Over, over, yes. <laughs> yes, and on it. you do it every morning? Do you, like, do you, because. Well, we, 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 we teach, this is one of the teachings in the book, is how to, there's a whole chapter on uh, how to capture your dreams. But the, 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 quick, the quickie takeaway on that is really keep your eyes closed for the for three to four minutes because there's a there's a three to four minute period called the Lyman state where you are it's it's the state of consciousness between sleeping and waking and waking and sleeping so before you go to bed when you're waking up you you're in the Lyman state for this three to four minute period so if you keep your eyes closed when you're upon waking don't open your eyes. That's when you can, you, your dreams are still with you. As soon as you open your eyes, you're out of that state and they disappear. You don't remember things. People say, oh, I had a dream. It seemed pretty great, but I, eh. anyway, so yeah. keeping your eyes closed and keeping a recording device or a pad and uh, paper, pad and uh, pen by the bed and write it with your eyes closed, write the images. Yeah. I tell everyone, just write the images, scribble them down. It doesn't matter which way they're facing. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, there was a dog. Oh, it was in the mountain. Just write mountains, dog, stream, car. 
that's enough. Just write this, the few images. Yeah. And yeah. then when you open your eyes and after the three to four minutes, you can tie a little story together, but it's usually it's the story that is not important. It's the images, it's the symbols. So in your book, you know, besides having a, a dream interpreter, because you said it's so individual, would you be able to know, would they be able to look at your book and know what a mountain car and a dog met? In, yes, in the grander picture, yes. They would, know, they would know that, but then there are details within a dog. Like I said, some people are afraid of dogs. Oh, I'm yeah. deathly afraid of it. So yeah. in your dream, yeah. this dog might be that you you're it's showing that you have some anxieties and fears in yeah. a certain situation somebody else will go oh i'm in a happy place i you know in my in my work life and because yeah. i you know they love dogs so you have to know the individual or the individual know themselves so it, it it's different within the images i i, I got it. you know and i really thank you for saying it that way cuz now i really really you know, I think everyone's going to get a really clear picture. And they do in the book because also the, at the, uh, the latter part of the book, I give full dream examples with real people um, and, their, and the dream reading along. With it. Yeah. Yeah. So that they can get ideas and all that how to, it's how it's, it's how the dream is read. So I have my real client with a real dream with me interpreting it, with me reading the dream with the person. That's, that's, that's really cool. I'm excited because I I got through some of it, but I didn't get to that part. So I'm really excited. Oh, Um, that's, that's very cool. I love the way you said that. that. It's really cool. All Mm -hmm. right. So as far as like you and your dreams, mm-hmm. is there any morning that you ever wake up and that it's shocking to you or, you know, <laughs> anymore or like, I'm just wondering cause you do it every day. <laughs> mm, I can't remember when I was shocked last. <laughs> yeah. Like you're because you so much are in tune with that. Uh, very, yeah, I'm my, I can, I'm pretty wild in my dreams. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Then you, you're dealing with things probably quicker, right? Because you're more aware, like you said, the subconscious lets you know. Right. And this is what I was telling you before with clients who've been with me sometime, I see how quick they've become. They go, oh, in the beginning I would, they would go on these lengthy stories and it was, they would be convoluted and they didn't understand but then they start understanding their own images and how they relate to certain symbols. And I deal with them so much quicker. Let's say somebody I used to spend uh, an hour or more with, I can now spend a half hour with because they're, they're quick. They're, they're on it now. They get it. Yeah. See, I didn't realize till now that you still do that. Oh, Yes. Oh so yes. Is it mostly most of my clients are from all over the country. I even have some out of the country. So it's mostly online then. It's not virtual. It's not in person. I have in-person clients, but I mainly do my the biggest clientele is through uh, on telephone. 
Yeah, because why? You don't even need to be in person anymore. Like, what? You know, what I mean, you don't need to do that. No, that's the the beauty of this work, especially especially with this work because yeah. of people. And it gives also. There's also some sense of. Uh, um, I don't know. It's almost like well, uh, uh, people who go to the church and have confessional. There's there's something there where there's something between you that makes it feel safe. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's a good. No, no, no. That's a good point. You're right. You're right. Because even um, I have like a, a mentor that I talk to now and then, and when we're just on the phone it feels safer than when he wants to do Skype and I see his face even, right? It's, it's almost distracting to be honest. It is. It's when you're on the phone, you can close your eyes and you can just be inside yourself and t- and speak your truth. You know what? I'm so glad you said that because <laughs> I always prefer not to do it Skype. You know, because I agree with you 100 percent and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm going through and I like I want to make sure we hit all the different tips and takeaways that you gave us. But the first one we already answered, we said, you know, know your dreams, know yourself. I think we pretty much got to that. I think the other thing that was a big thing that I wasn't aware of, the number two thing is all dreams wish you well. And I do know that there are many people that, you know, get scared of their dreams, you know? So that's a great thing to know, you know, like saying like, there's no such thing as a bad ghost. I don't know what people think. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. Right. Because, uh, uh, there are just sometimes scary images. Yeah. So, but the scary images just means that there's something in your lo- that's going on in your life. I'm uh, relate to everything in your dream world to what's going on in your life. It's just the symbolic version of yeah. what's going on in your life, and not just what's going on in your life, but how you're perceiving life through your thoughts and your feelings. Yeah, I love that. And so the dreams are helping us to navigate uh, through our daily lives. Yeah. Through deeper understanding of our own perception. And who we are and what we have. and Or things that we might be not wanting to face, but now we're ready to face them. Right. Little by little. And I, so we talk about dreams coming in in different form in three different levels of consciousness and that's people nature and things so when things start uh, dreams start coming to you in terms of things let's say a chair a table uh, a car you know that's a thing yeah Uh, that's a further thing of con further away from coming to recognition and consciousness when you start dreaming and think terms of uh, nature animals uh, rivers mountains then you're getting a little closer to consciousness then when people are involved in your dreams you're it's really bubbling through bubbling up through the rubble to consciousness and those are our three levels of consciousness wow that was deep, Patricia. 
<laughs> I hope it's not too deep. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, it's pretty, like, you, you explained it really well, but, like, that's something I had no idea of. Most people don't, but it's a way that we can get to it and allow things to keep bubbling through and let the images So, like, for example, in. when people, let's just say, let's go real basic and, and light. Let's just say... Mm people have a dream and they haven't seen some people for a long time and they're just having a dream and, you know, out hanging out or having fun with those people in the dream or, and there may be somebody they haven't even seen in years. Mm -hmm. They aren't about those people. The dream that's okay. I should say state this, that every thing and every one in your dreams is an aspect of yourself. So we relate to, let's say you dreamt of, name somebody who maybe popped in your, or or a type of, or a a relative or whatever, name your grandmother. Like a friend, like this guy Malcolm that I went to high school with, but haven't seen in a million years. So then my question to you is, what character type is he? What does he, he's a guy. So right off the bat, that means he represents a feeling. So what type of person was he? Uh, very gregarious, lighthearted, and geeky. Okay, so that's that aspect of yourself. So that's coming, that's in that dream, that person was, that means that is where you're at. This is a, uh, a status of where you're at in your feeling centeredness at that time. Ah. What if you just like really have a dream? Like, let's say you, um, for example, I'll give you an example from my business partner. Let's just say you have a dream and it's more like realistic. Like you're just having a conversation with them about something you're going to do in business and you're just chatting along. You're having a dream where you're chatting along with your business partner. Yeah. Well, like not anything real significant, but like you're just talking about some. What is that person, male or female? Male. Then we're talking about your feelings again. So because of the, uh, the, the union uh, paradox of men in your dreams representing feelings and women in your dreams representing thoughts and, and the masculine side of life. So if, you have, if the male partner is in your dreams and you're trading on, you are, you're checking in with your feelings about business stuff, how you feel about the, the stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. And if my business partner was a female, you'd be, it would be your ideas and the way you think about it. That's crazy. So it has nothing to do with the people in it. No, but what is what, with what they represent, what the, what they, what aspect of you, what character type are they or what? So it's business that, that partner you're talking to is a certain character type. Okay. And it's also to do with business. So you're checking in with your feelings about the business stuff. That's crazy. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Aren't we all? (laughs) And it's funny how you said the male is the feelings one and the Mm -hmm. female is the thought one. Mm -hmm. Thoughts and ideas and uh, moving forward, um, action, doing, and the male uh, character is going to be your feelings, uh, your physicality, your physical feelings. Yeah. Crazy. 
That's just so crazy. And there's like a million scenarios that people could give you. Like it's, it's, uh-huh. it's ridiculous. But so has there ever been, has there ever been a dream? I guess not that someone said that you couldn't figure out. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I can't recall. Yeah. Like you can figure it out. There's you, you definitely like, well, because we, we, t- we go back and forth now. Where are you with that? I, I'll ask questions. I'll say, because some symbol is going to, they're going to relate to something. I'll hit on something. Yeah. When I uh, say, what, what is that to you? What is, because I'll know that a, a certain symbol is, is a thought or it represents yeah. the thinking side of life or they're doing or your action or your workplace or your a relationship. There are plenty of dreams with relationship stuff. And it just opens, it, the door will open a crack and then we'll be able to go in. Unbelievable. So it's really like when you say it's dream analysis, it's, it's counseling and you're one of your biggest tools is your dreams. It's the biggest tool. It's the, to me, it's the, it, it expedites. It's the most expeditious tool. Yeah. So what was your background? My background, oh, <laughs> I have a long background in different things, but um, I, I trained animals all my life uh, since my childhood, so I'm very in tune with nature. So getting into psychology and transactional analysis, I'm a yeah. certified transactional analysis practitioner, and uh, it, it was natural for me to, I have a, a sense, I always had an innate sense of, knowing. So I fell into psychology. I got it. And I love the nature part. I mean, I love animals too. Are you surrounded by animals now? <laughs> Not at this moment. Yes. In a way I am. Yes. We have hundreds of uh, harbor seals in, in our uh, Marina del Rey. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Yeah. But it's not like a cat or a dog or, you know, or a pig in the back. No, not at this time. I had a farm full of animals at one time. I raised horses for many years. I've had goats and uh, birds and cats and dogs and name it. I I had a pet fox at one point. So anyone, I, I, people used to say anyone who can tame a fox and have it riding around on your shoulders and walk on a leash and sit up for Swiss cheese is some kind of a shaman. <laughs> oh my, that's real? That's very real. Yes, and and I, um, okay, so later on, I, I with the horses and the farm, I was a champion rider. I raised the horses. I had show horses, and I was a West Coast champion in jumping a couple of times. Uh, so I was a big athlete <laughs> during that. And... Uh-huh. Uh, then I got into natural healing. Um, 1980, uh, co-founded an herbal medicinal products company with my former partner. And really, uh, oh yes, I was in the healing segment of life for many, many years. Had a clinic, an alternative uh, healing clinic in Malibu for many years. Wow. So from there, from, from natural healing, from the natural healing, yes, I'm, I was also a, 
um, certified iridologist and a master herbalist and created many herbal formulas that are now is a, a big company. The company's been sold and it's a big company. And um, I got into psychology after I was in the, uh, had been involved with natural healing. Now, are you still, I'm sure you're still very into like the natural healing. Absolutely. Well, I live a, a, I live a lifestyle that is definitely health minded. Yeah. So what do you eat out there? <laughs> what are your daily food intake? People, I know it sounds all like, but I'm sure. <laughs> people like to say I come from the land of fruits, flakes, and nuts living in Los Angeles, California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, well, what do we eat? Do we eat, uh, I don't know what we, I guess we eat a Mediterranean diet, I would say. I, I was a vegetarian for many years, but that didn't completely serve me well. I, I um, uh, so I, I do eat some animal protein these days. Yeah, more of a veg. Well, I know a yeah. lot of people feel as if more of the Mediterranean way of eating is very, very healthy. It works. It works for me, and I, I feel good, and yeah. I'm extremely active and athletic. I love stand-up paddleboarding. It's my one of my passions these days. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, I love <laughs> I was out on the water yesterday morning, as a matter of fact. Really? Oh, yeah. The dolphin. Oh, and we have dolphins. Those are my pets now, the dolphins and the harbor seals. <laughs> oh, there you go. I, mean, I don't think it gets better than that, Patricia. I mean, come and on. And the seagulls and the pelicans. <laughs> oh, my God. Talk about, like, being at a spa. It's like you live at a spa. I feel like I live at a spa. I look out uh, my window in, in the morning and and I just say to myself, to my, not myself, I say out loud to the universe that it's a great day to be alive yeah. as I look out onto the boats and the, the harbor. Oh, my God. And how long have you lived there? Uh, in Marina Del Rey, oh, four years here in Marina Del Rey, but previously I lived in Malibu, California, which wasn't so bad either. I was going to say, that's not too bad, shabby, right? <laughs> but do you like Marina Del Rey better? At this time of my life, I do. Yeah. I love it. And it's not that, uh, not that far from uh, Beverly Hills if I want to go there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so... Um, I'm out there still kicking around yeah. doing my, my sports, hiking. And I, I love hiking too. Yeah. But, uh, and that, so a lot of things that come in my dreams yeah. uh, are to do with my sports. That's cause that's what makes me feel good. Ah. So when I'm in a, when I'm in a good feeling frame of mind or things are going smoothly, let's put it yeah. in my life. Uh, I'm often in dreams. I might find myself doing one of my sports that makes me feel good. Gotcha. So that will relate to how I'm feeling about what's going on in mm -hmm. the in the rest of my life. I see. Yeah, that makes sense because that's what makes you happy. Like, so but I if somebody else dreams of like surfboards and surf and things like that, it might scare the hell out of them. Yeah, because they would be afraid of that. Yeah, but not. But for me, that's a that's serene. To me, that's serenity. Being uh, you know on the water or yeah. hiking in the mountains. Yeah. yeah, 
And, you know, like I was thinking of that because I love mountain biking and biking. So if I'm dreaming of biking, that means I'm in a really happy place. In a way, but bikes are also, that's a whole nother thing. If you're dreaming of bikes, bikes are two wheels, two wheels. So it's not completely grounded. I mean, you might feel good about it, but it's yeah. sound, but it's also, that's a very active for, it's not like you're on a four wheeled vehicle puttering along, enjoying the scenery. You're actively aggressively moving, um, on two wheels, which is, so that's a more of a yang, what we call a yang uh, direction, uh, because you're very actively doing it. It's a ah. it's more aggre- it's more aggressive. So you're more in your masculine. And when a, a woman is act is behaving more in her masculine, um, then we say, well, how much? Then I would say to the person, how much of your life are you balancing? You're, we know you love being in your man. I do too, by the way. I yeah, love being yeah. in, in in my yang, the yang side, because I love my sports. I love. But then I say, how much are you balancing that with your yin, your feminine side? Are you you know getting massages? Are you going to the spa? Are you you know getting manicures or whatever makes you feel good on your feminine side to your body? So. I'm the goal with me, with my clients is to, uh, have them be balanced. And so that they're balancing their masculine and their feminine energies in their life so that they're not tilted to one side. You know what? And you called it right on the money because there's many of times that I know I've been more in the yang stuff, like more push, push, over, over, push, push, push over yanging, which is very, common nowadays for women we're all yeah. wanting to succeed or do something and so that's when we want to bring it to some kind of balance it's not, nothing wrong with that as long as you're balancing it with the yin side of life you know that's crazy like how the freak it's just blowing my mind all i did is mention bike and but from you that said, no you yeah. didn't just say bike you said mountain bike oh i did didn't i oh you're good yeah I did. <laughs> <laughs> you're right you know i mean but it's you crazy. didn't say you know like a fat wheeled cruiser you said mountain bike now that's where i get down to the nitty gritty i i really dissect things oh my gosh that's crazy <laughs> you're right i did say mountain bike cuz that's what i like but anyhow, oh my God. But anyhow, well, I, even when people talk about cars in their dreams, I ask them what, what kind of car was it? What, you know, what kind of, what model, what, what was it? And so a lot of times people say, oh, it was an old rickety thing. It was broken down. Or some people say, oh, it was a modern. It was luxurious. So there's all, there's not just a car when people say, oh, there's a car. Oh, I was driving a car. I always say, what kind of car? What condition was it in? I have a million questions. Man, you're good. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love you. That is so funny. All right. Can you like, because you mentioned it, you're right. I was like, I want to make sure we get our stuff in here. Um, there's a chapter on, it does say yin yang. Is that the chapter? Is that where you go over the difference between the masculine? We, and the feminine? Yes. Yes. And how they appear in dreams, how the difference between the masculine images and the uh, that represent the masculine side of our lives and the feminine side of our lives is depicted. Yang in images or yin images, but there's 
lots to learn there. Yeah. Well, you know, someone was like saying, make sure you ask her about, I don't even want to tell you. So what are the most common dreams that people say, Hey, what does it mean when this happens? What does it mean when this happens? What do you have some common dreams that people ask you about? Uh, well, there's a whole chapter in the book on common dream themes, <laughs> so they should buy the book. <laughs> common dream themes. Yeah. But there are, there are dreams about, uh, people have water images. Okay. When there's different forms of water, yeah. uh, water represents your, your sensuality and your relationship side yeah. of life, your sexuality, sensuality. So there's different, Hey, there's different forms of water. There can be a flowing river. There can be a stagnant, stagnant pond. Yeah. Think about that. <laughs> there can be a, a frozen pond. There can be a waterfall. There can be an ocean. You know, there's yeah. all forms of water. There's even a dripping faucet. There's, all types of water and they're all going to be relating to your relationship side of life and your sexuality and sensuality. Oh man. I, oh my God. I just like <laughs> people must be fascinated. Like I, can, can I ask you this? When you go out to dinner with people that, you know, you're not close, close friends. They, that is this all they want to talk about with you? <laughs> I don't typically talk. <laughs> I typically just steer the conversations somewhere else. Direction. I want to enjoy my dinner. Yeah. I, I'll sometimes do a br- something, uh, just talk briefly. I do this and then I'll say, come to a workshop. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I do say, if you have a dream, call me anytime. I'm open. I'm very available. Yeah. Oh, I like that. All right. So what about, um, my uh, friend said about flying. Isn't that one of the common things that people have dreams about flying? Sure. Flying is another one that it's where you're in your head. You're not connected to the ground, but it, it can feel good. People often feel great flying, but mm-hmm. it means not you're not necessarily balanced in between your yin and your yang, your masculine and your feminine energies. And yeah. especially when women say they're flying, I say, well, how, how, how grounded are you in your feminine these days? Yeah. And then that will open up that conversation. Oh, good. Yeah. I love that. Oh, I love this. Sorry. All right. <laughs> so what about falling? Isn't that another one? That's in there too. Falling is off. Yeah. Is off. But, and that's another one where I talk to women uh, about women and men too. But when, uh, when women are falling, <clears throat> they're often, because going down is getting into your feelings, your, your, your feeling centeredness. So when women, let's say are falling in their dreams, they're afraid of, of being in their feminine. They're afraid to, um, connect, be connected to their feeling centeredness. They, they want to stay up in their heads. You know, yeah. women's lib is a great thing in the workplace, but women's lib didn't always do everybody a favor in the, in the relationship side of life. So, um, um, uh, so falling can be a fear of, of feeling your feelings, feeling period. And yeah. men often get the fear of falling when they're falling in love. Again, their fear, their feelings start coming up that, that is scary. Oh. I love it. You know, Patricia, I think you're right. I, I, when we're talking here, you're giving us a lot of insight and I, you're opening my eyes to things that I, I never even thought about. Like 
when I was looking at your book, I mean, I knew like there would be interpretations and everything, but I did, I mean, it's just fascinating how there's all these tiny little details and one little thing can change it up totally. One little symbol can open up your start, start to open up your awareness Mm -hmm. to how you want to navigate your life. That's crazy to me. It's like you said, I didn't say bike. Now, if I said just bike, that would have, I would have asked you a question. I would have said, what kind of bike? Right. And so what if I said a road bike? Again, that's, that's something that you're, you're yanging. That's a road bike is not a cruiser. A road bike is like, see, and also the mountain bike is also going up into your head. That's usually mountain bikes um, depict going up. And yeah. going up means going up into your head, more masculine, more yang. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. If you said a road bike, it would still be yanging, uh, um, doing. Thin tires. It's not like, like you said, a cruiser. Right. It's still, uh, but it's more flat um, typically. And you're still not really, you're not on a four-wheeled vehicle, which is more grounded than a two-wheeled vehicle. Yeah, I got it. Well, all I know is people have to buy your book and they have to freaking meet with you. (laughs) Not meet with you, but call you because this is just, this is beyond fascinating. So I was never ending. It's never ending. Never, like never, ever ending. So you back up a second. You said you have workshops in this? Yes, I give workshops. People create their own groups if they like. Sometimes I have a group and I open the people, but um, people, I do events. I've got two events coming up um, the 28th of July here in Los Angeles, Brentwood, California. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, I'll have an event. And then in Aspen, Colorado on August 4th. So as I go, I keep that uh, on my website and um, okay. my my uh, contact list, of pe- my emails that go out to people yeah. who, who follow me to know when they want to come to an event or a I workshop. So, Patricia, I mean, I do think we just literally like teeny, teeny, teeny scratch the surface. <laughs> You're right. I mean, like just wet. And I got to know you a little better, which I love. You right, know, you, me too. Yeah. And it sounds like someone I would want to hang out with. Cause I'm the same thing. I, when you were saying like, not your chronological age, it's just hysterical <laughs> to me because I'm the same way, you know? And I love being out. I, I think we have a lot, like, I love being out amongst nature. I love it. Yes. You know, yes. any time, it just makes me happy. And me I'm also, though, and I love animals and I love water, but I also really love gardening too. I'm big into gardening. Like I have so excellent, many, beautiful, know, and all that. And I love your attitude. Like it's a great day to be a lot like here's life and you look out and you are just so, you know, you know, you're blessed, you know, it's you crazy. You have to know it. Every day we wake up looking down at the daisies is a good day. <laughs> Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> I got to write that down. Can I steal that line? Of course. <laughs> oh my, you're a hoot. Um, <laughs> all right. But before we wrap up, I mean, I'm going to, I want you to again to say how they can reach you. But is there mm-hmm. anything, because I'm going through all our 
tips and takeaways. And I think we covered everything. I mean, I think we got in every single point. You did. The, the main thing I want to stress to people, because some people try to cu- cut their dreams off when they're having scary images. They, they, yeah. they, try, they want to wake up and get out of it and not let it finish. And it, the important thing is your psyche, even if you don't understand them, it's important to let it finish because it's even if you don't fully understand it and you don't have me telling you at the time, you're still your unconscious is working stuff out for you. So th- let the scary images happen and and someday you can uh, contact me at Patricia at uh, I mean dreams at patriciaeltinge.com. Right, dreams at no dream, dreams at patriciaeltinge.com. All right. But there are only sometimes scary images. There are no bad dreams. I freaking love that you said that. I think of all the stuff we covered, that is going to make people feel so much more at peace, don't you think? Yes. That's how I, and I do, and I even deal with young people, you know, children or teenagers, especially, and they often have scary, scary dreams. And I, and that's how I got into this work in the first place was um, from my childhood trauma. I, had scary images for a good part of my childhood and, and to my, till I got into natural healing and the dream world. Um, Which go hand in hand, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. One led to the next. Uh, I, I was working out my own stuff is how I got into this aspect of psychology. Yeah. I mean, isn't that always the way? <laughs> yes. You know, we heal ourselves, we heal others, right? We heal the world. Pass it forward. Yeah, pass it forward. All right, Patricia, well, I, is there anything else? I mean, I know we could go on and on and on and on forever. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. And um, please, I'm telling you, you're not going to be disappointed. Go out, get the book. You're going to love it. You're probably going to buy it for all your friends. And make sure you look up her website, whether you can go to a workshop or not. You know, she's only a fall call away. And Patricia, I really, I'm so excited. And I really, 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 really appreciate you being my first podcast. Yay. (laughs) So enjoy your day. I know it's like three hours earlier out there. So have fun today. And uh, I'll be thinking of you when you're out there paddle boarding, you know, amongst the remember, Yeah. It's a great day to be alive. It's a great day to be alive. And everyone for Let's Keep It Real until next time, you know, just lighten up, be kind to yourself, have more fun. I'll see you next time. Toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.